Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with K and E. I'm K. I'm still E. And we are here to watch a movie, talk about it, play some games, and have fun with all of you at home. You forgot fight about it. Fight about it, too. That's the part we do the best. We want to thank you all for joining us again for mm-hmm. this most recent edition. Mm-hmm. This is also our 20th episode, E. Ins- so we've made it. Insert fireworks here. How impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how they sparkle? They're so beautiful. Haha, <laughs> none of you My could see it. My eyes could not take it. So yeah, now that we've arrived at our 20th episode, this means we're going to be coming up on our bonus episode, which will be our next one. Bonus, bonus. If you're just joining us, our bonus episode, we take the last 10 movies that we watched and we compare them to each other and we play some new fun games with that. We take a deep dive analysis. No, just kidding. We we talk about who we want on a zombie apocalypse team. Yeah, that's what we did last yeah, time. That was... There'll be a new theme with this yeah. one. Alrighty. So, so oh, oh, oh. Well, once again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review wherever you can. It really does help. And keep playing along with us. But, I don't know, what do you say? Why don't we just jump on into this movie? We should. E, it is your pick this week here. And you announced it last time, but you want to tell everyone who didn't listen to our Big Lebowski episode what we're going to be watching this (laughs) week? No. Okay, see you all later. (laughs) Bye! Just kidding. Shame on you for not listening. I picked Hook. Good fall, old man. Yes. With Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman and Julia Roberts. And And Phil Collins. And Phil Collins. And Glenn Close. And Gwyneth Paltrow. And George Lucas. And Carrie Fisher. (laughs) We'll come to all that. All right. And Steven Spielberg. (laughs) If you're not aware, this is the time where we will step away, watch the movie, and we encourage all of you to watch the movie. If you have not seen it, there will be plenty of spoilers up ahead in our peanut gallery. So we'll be right back. So, I guess before the movie even starts, there's credits. And I think this just shows how brainwashed I am by Disney. I thought this was a Disney movie. What made you think that? Because it's a kid's movie? It's a kid's movie. Robin Williams is in it. Disney has a chokehold on all of the classic stories and childhood stories. They like kind of Stockholm Syndrome them all. So Peter Pan, mm-hmm. I think of Disney. But yeah, I had no idea it was a TriStar movie. Yeah, it's a TriStar movie. And it's, as we talked about in the last episode, you were surprised that it was directed by Steven Spielberg. I was. Yeah, this was a big project for Steven Spielberg, which we'll talk a little bit more about his relationship with this movie as we go along through the peanut gallery. So spoilers ahead, but Peter Pan is based on a book <laughs> and there's also a play about it and there's also been like what 500 movies about it now at this and then point disney took over and then there was yeah. that horrible live action remember that one with um well hook was live action i don't know if you noticed but <gasps> no the the live the live musical that they did oh yeah something about <gasps> your mother with christopher walken who yeah. forgot his lines <laughs> oh, oh. i forgot about that Thanks nobody for... helped him yeah nobody helped him out <laughs> Peter Pan's got a mother. <laughs> so apparently there's a lot of iterations of Peter Pan, which... Have you ever seen the musical yourself? No. When I was a kid, we had a 
recording of the musical so i grew up listening to all the songs and kind of like the themes throughout this movie and this movie had a lot of references to the, the musical book. and the book yeah so we'll kind of bring those up as we go along yeah. here the movie does open up with the play that they're putting on which did you notice in the play that very meta very meta exactly it's, yeah i heard you're gonna say yes the little girl was peter pan peter pan yeah, yeah. well a little girl was Peter Pan. Why that's significant is in all the stage productions of Peter Pan, it's always been a girl. And the reason why that is historically is because when they came out with the show, it just made more sense to have a smaller person be that person to be pulled up with the wires. Because yeah. this show, Peter Pan, is known for its special effect of having people fly. And so they would have smaller people play <gasps> the little boy-like character, Peter Pan. Neat. Well, in this movie, it is the incomparable, the powerhouse, the renaissance man that is the one, the only, the taken too soon, Robin Williams. He's actually the bicentennial man, not the renaissance man. That's I, a different movie. I thought he was a genie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a genie in a bottle. Yeah, but, but that kind of works because he's kind of little, so he yeah, must he have been easy shorter. to pull up. Yeah. Although I do know, I'm um, stealing your fun facts, <laughs> while he may be shorter, he was much too hairy for the role, so they shaved him. I wonder if they had to do that for any other previous Peter Pans. Because I was watching, because I knew that they shaved him, so as I was watching the movie, I'm like, that they have some good people like waxing and shaving him, because he had no stubble whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Stop, like the bell rings, what are we doing? We're stopping production. Why? Robin's got a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> Peter Pan cannot be hairy. Stop production. We have to take care of this. But Robin Williams, actually, a fun fact is he wasn't one of the initial picks for this role. I couldn't imagine anybody else. Right? Steven Spielberg, when he came into this film, he was looking at some people such as Tom Hanks, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein actually, I think, was in line to do this. He was going to do Who's it. Kevin but then Klein? Kevin Klein? The, he's the comedian. What's he in? He's in French Kiss oh. with Meg Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if Tom Hanks was in the movie, the plane would have crashed. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> but Steven Spielberg did, he considered Tom Hanks because he always wanted to work with him, but he would end up working with him in later years with some other films with he does. all the transportation falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. But he also, he was very interested in working with Robin Williams. When it came to this movie, what we'll talk about a little bit more about Steven Spielberg's relationship with this movie is... This was the beginning of a very close relationship mm. that Robin Williams had with Steven Spielberg until the end of his was days. Was he ever in another Spielberg movie, though? I don't know. I don't really recall oh. him being... If you know out there, let us know. Yeah. Didn't do my research in that area, but I, I imagine he would have been. But anyway, so they were very close friends, and it was because of Hook that came to be. So yeah, we are introduced to Robin Williams' character, who is known as Peter Panning. <laughs> Who plays Good the typical... work. Yeah. I see what they did there. And he plays the typical... 90s dad. 90s dad who's got a cell phone and doesn't have time to play catch in the backyard. And his suits are too big. Yeah. He's very quickly played off as this very unlikable dad character that has only time for his work and doesn't have enough time for his kids and wife. Kind of the cats in the cradle kind of scenario. Right. <laughs> Although... He has the world's most annoying co-workers. <laughs> Don't let your arms get tired. I would fire them all. See, that's the confusing part is they, maybe it was an attempt to make him seem likable because he was very charming with his co-workers. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't like Scrooge or something like that. But my right. 
God, I would have like stuck my head in the elevator when they made that horrid joke. Did you notice the fun little play off of the airline that was taking them, the family, to London? Pan Am? Yeah. <laughs> so the family, the whole premise is the family is going to be going on a trip, which Peter Panning is supposed to be using this trip to focus on his family and get away from his work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the flight that they take is on Pan Am. But the funny thing is, is Pan Am closed operations about like two months before this movie movie came out so did you notice when it showed pan am that was a very long shot of the airplane flying by so it was obviously like kind of an advertisement for them and then they went out of business oh no at least maybe steven spielberg at least got paid by them before they closed shop before they closed Mm -hmm. right (laughs) and then the check bounced so they're on the plane and we get to see for the first time how annoying of a character (gasps) listen his son Jack is rewatching this movie. Like I know, Robin Williams, Peter Panning plays the absentee father, and he, you know, learns to be a child at heart again throughout the movie. However, watching it kind of a little bit older than when I first saw it, I'm I'm finding myself siding with Robin Williams a, <laughs> a little bit more because his kids, like not so much Maggie, she's a sweetheart, but like Jack's kind of a head. Like I get he missed your game, right? I get that, but then he draws that horrible picture of them all falling into shark-infested water, and he doesn't give his dad a parachute. And then, okay, listen, if Jack was on my flight and was throwing a baseball around in the plane, one more thing about Maggie, she's cute, but put your seatbelt the seatbelt sign is on. Yeah, and she's like, I need look, Daddy. Jack drew this picture. You're gonna die. Daddy, Isn't daddy, daddy. But then he's like throwing the baseball. You're telling me nobody on that flight wanted to strangle that kid? I would have turned around, grabbed the baseball, thrown it right at his head. (laughs) Sleep for four hours. So when they arrive into London town, they are going to Grandma Wendy's house Mm -hmm. and they're greeted at the door by... (gasps) Toodles. Toodles. I love Toodles. Who we come to find out is one of the original Lost Boys that Wendy brought back to the real world, Earth One, not Neverland. (laughs) The place that's the first star to the right? I don't know. But he is a lost boy, so he's a little lost. He lost his marbles. He lost his marbles. When he opens the door, when he... (laughs) When he opened it, I turned and looked at you while we were watching this, and I was like, that's how everyone down here in the south reacts to snow. (laughs) Opens the door. It's snowing! Slam! (laughs) With the first snowfall of winter, you can hear the southern folk yell, it's snowing! Slam! Oh, it was perfect. So that's when we meet Wendy. Wendy darling. What does she call him? My boy? Hello, boy. Hello, boy. Oh! So sweet it's sweet but there's some creepy vibes behind all that yeah if you really break it down wait how did she age so much faster than him because he went back to neverland that whole that's time that's right and then he kept coming back to right. see her okay i did kind of wonder that for a second myself and then when they did the memory scene i feel like where they were looking back i feel like if we dig too much into why is maggie so much older than robin we're gonna like fall into the terminator timeline sequence yeah. so speaking of maggie the actress being older she she was like much younger in this movie than she was playing and maggie smith as an actress she has gone down to say that she has never really played a young woman ever Mm -hmm. in her career and 
in this movie, they actually aged her to look 90-some years old. And what's crazy is even to this day, she doesn't really even look like that. But when when Peter sees her, it's like they show you glimpse that he's not such a turd. Not such a turd, and it still shows you like the Peter Pan that it's inside him. Because he always puts his hands on his hips. Yeah. (laughs) Put your hands on your hips. And can I say, as Peter is going through the house and as he's going up the stairs and into the nursery... As a child, that scene always freaked me out for really? some reason. Especially when we see the hook lines up along the wall going into the nursery. That freaked me out. But even just when you hear that of noise. The being open. Yeah. And he's going And then in they there. show you like the border of the room and it's like the stories and yeah. then they show hook. Yeah, that for some reason that always creeped me out. And it's still kind it's of a like, little ominous. It's mm-hmm. very ominous. But then here's where I start to side with Peter Panning. He is on the phone. Well, he shouldn't be on the phone at this event. He is on the phone, which these are like 90 cell phones. So how much did he have to pay for international coverage? Right. I know how much we had to pay when we went overseas. So, I mean, he's he's got money. Well, but in all fairness, I know that he's supposed to be like paying attention to his family on this trip. But dear God in heaven, his kids were being horrendous little monsters while he was on the phone. Which for Maggie, I can understand. She's pretty little, but Jack is supposed to be like around 11 years old. He's a horrible child. He, he's just a bad kid. I'd let Hook take him. Did you notice the shadows reference when Jack is like, he has his big shadow in the room? That's just kind of playing off of the Peter Pan relationship and trying to like give you little glimpses into the mythos that is Peter Pan by showing like the playful shadow up on the wall while he's trying to ignore. I didn't see that. When he finally blew up on them, I was like, good, discipline them. Like I was scared. Like if you make Robin Williams that angry, right? like you must have really done something wrong when you get scary, Robin. I feel like they deserved it. I am still on Peter Banning's side. Mm-hmm. So after he yells at the kids and Moira and Peter have a conversation, mm-hmm. they're tucking the kids into bed because they're getting ready to go to this dinner that's commemorating Wendy's accomplishments. Yeah, they need a hospital after her. Or, yeah, like a wing or yeah. something for orphans. But they're going to go to this dinner and you pointed out the interesting fact do you want to tell them what you said about the kids going to bed and they're going to a dinner yeah like what time is this dinner and they're putting the kids to bed super early if you think like these fancy dinners i would say probably like 6 30 or 7 so they're putting the i mean that's a babysitting gig like you well, go to bed i mean we could probably hear from our friends over in england they could probably tell us that it's probably dark in london probably around like three o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) it's also always cloudy yeah but they're just tucking them into bed like all right so they're in bed just don't um let them disappear liza failed at babysitting oh but that speech he gives about we're all orphans and they all stand up and applaud wendy although you know at this time you could see like the evidence of hook is coming to get the kids but like when hook comes into the nursery it's like split screen it's like the nursery the event the nursery the event there's a part where wendy like collapses in front of a cheering crowd and nobody seems alarmed they just keep clapping like she's supposed to be 92 years old oh look at her stroking out (laughs) good for you good for you good on you boy did you notice that when hook was coming in or like the spirit of hook whatever the green light scariness was before you saw the little door 
which had the hook, the symbol opening up. Symbol! Right, super creepy. Did you notice that when Nana, the dog, or Nana 9, I should say, as it was labeled on the (laughs) doghouse later in the movie, did you notice that when Nana was barking, she was going, woof, 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 and then occasionally you started sounding like, and I don't know if it was just because I was hearing this, but it was like, woof, 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 and then it just straight up, right before Toodles wakes up, it just straight up sounds like the dog goes, hook. (laughs) Well, she's like, listen, people, I'm trying to tell you something here. Gosh darn it. But I mean, like, that's, I remember seeing that scene for the first time where Hook's coming into the nursery and the blankets fly off and the green smoke and the door slams shut. That was terrifying. 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 And then, like you said, the hook marks on the wall, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That did scare, like, that's what comes next. Because what happens is the dinner's over. Peter and Moira and Wendy come back to the house to find the front door's window is broken in. And they go through the house and they see the trail of a hook mark across the whole house. And they find Lisa. Liza. Liza. They find Liza and she's like freaking out. And uh, uh, Nana's running up the stairs with them. I thought he came in through the window. Hook? Yeah. Yeah. They kind of implied that he did. but So how did the hook mark get on the wall? I think he kidnapped the children and was like, I don't feel like I left enough of an impression. Came back. Went through the front door. <laughs> I mean, a little continuity, but of course, you know, they, kids are missing. The cops are saying it's like a prank because then Captain Hook leaves a note and they're like, oh, because of the story. Because Wendy explains that they made up these stories and the neighbor liked them and wrote them down. So that's how they make that tie in. Mm. So they're saying that like, oh, I thought it was interesting. The cops are like, it's probably a prank. No, this is a kidnapping, a literal kidnapping, mm-hmm. not like an adult that gets adult napped. This is a child. Did you notice when they're putting in the police report who the captain was of the police officers? No. I want to know. Can you show me? Well, I want you to just tell me. Son of man, look to the sky. So it's a man. You'll be in my heart. That makes no sense. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's Phil Collins. Yeah, there you go. There you I go. just wanted to mess with you. <laughs> I could say day and you say night. I didn't realize that was Phil Collins. Man, I feel like this is the movie where Spielberg was like, all right, how many people do I owe a yeah. favor to? You exactly. want to be in a movie? You're in a movie. Which, fun fact about that. Phil Collins, especially when he came into this movie, this was he wasn't really an actor at this point, but he got all upset because he noticed in some locations he was given top billing for the movie. But then he got upset because he's only in one scene. Not even I don't even I can't even picture what he like. I know what Phil Collins looks like, but I can't even picture what he looks like. Yeah. In the movie, you know what I mean? Right. And they they were using him because at the time, that's when he was a little bit bigger of an artist here. He Mm -hmm. had left Genesis, or was this when he was in Genesis? No, it was when he was leaving Genesis. So he was a bigger artist, and they were kind of using his name to push this movie. But he was embarrassed because he was like, I'm only in one scene. So when they see I'm only in one scene and in nothing else, are people going to think I was just bad at it? Or are they going to be like, I'm on my monitor back? Right. So they ended up taking his name off of anything that was advertised, mm. but he was credited for it. Well, that's good. But in addition to Phil Collins, yeah. we have several other cameos. So we have Gun Close, who is famously... The pirate that goes in the boo box. Yeah. And then 
who else was there? There's Jimmy Buffett. He's the one that tries to steal Robin's shoes. Yeah, the one yeah. who had like the peg leg kind of deal going yeah. on and was all decrepit. And David Crosby, which I feel like he was noticeable. He was kind of like one of the main pirates. Yeah. Steven Spielberg was actually in this movie at some point, which I didn't catch him, but I saw he was billed as one of the pirates walking mm. by. And then Gwyneth Paltrow was young Wendy. Yes. This was her, I think, second acting. Was it? Yeah, I think this was the second movie she I was didn't ever in. I did not believe her British accent yeah. for one minute. Peter! Peter! Now look at her. And Goop. some of the more <laughs> interesting cameos is in this movie, George Lucas, who is a friend of Steven Spielberg, and they work together a lot, and Carrie Fisher are both in this movie. They're the kissing couple that floats when Tink kidnaps robin williams i think this was definitely a favorite coming in george lucas was like so can i have a scene in your movie he's like sure sure what do you want to do i want to kiss somebody okay who carrie fisher well carrie fisher wrote some of it didn't she yeah she uh was a big part of it at the beginning which kind of moving forward a little bit we haven't quite seen her character yet but the character of tinkerbell was for a short period of time going to be Carrie Fisher, but then they pulled that away from her. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could buy Carrie Fisher. Yeah. They also, too, were going to ask Wyona Ryder because she was really big at that time. She looks like a fairy. Late 80s. Yep. Late 80s, early 90s. But they ended up going with Julia Roberts, which... Tinker we'll, Hell. We'll talk more about Tinker Hell. Right. But then I think when Tinkerbell shows up and beats the ever-loving crap out of Peter Pan in the nursery is great. Although I wanted that Barbie doll house so yeah. much. Yeah, a little firefly from hell. hell. <laughs> and then the whole like, I don't believe in fairies. You have to clap. That was great. The, that, that's a reference to the scene in the play where they are, it's an audience participation part where they implore after Tinkerbell drinks some poison and she's dying. Peter Pan implores the audience and says, please clap. It will save her. So if I was in the audience, I hate audience participation. I'd be like, nope, let the <laughs> die. Let her die. Let that little two-inch <laughs> die. <laughs> Which is probably what everybody did on set. So I guess we can talk about this now. So apparently Julia Roberts, she was not fun to work oh, with on this movie. I heard she was horrible. But then I was watching it. How much acting did she actually get to do with other people? Not a ton, probably. So she was probably isolated the whole time. She was isolated, and probably a lot of her scenes, she was probably, like, suspended in the air because she was flying. She actually, I saw there was a credit for somebody who specifically was there to wash her feet because there were so many scenes where, like, she was floating up in the air and, and they would see the bottom of her feet, <laughs> so they constantly were washing her feet. And somebody got credited for that. There's somebody too. at home that's just like, there I am, there I am. You see those feet? That's me. That's me. That's my work. One of the big things that she did besides like just kind of being a bear to work around on set was while they were filming, she at the time had just split up from... She was supposed to get married to Kiefer yeah, that Suther was Sutherland. Yeah. yeah, and she had, when the engagement was thrown off, she left the country and Steven Spielberg, I guess, was ticked and contacted her. It was like, you come back now or you are making no money off of this <laughs> and you will never work in this business again. Which is funny to think of an actress like her right, being threatened or right. something like that. But yeah, and of course, and then also more kidnapping. Tinkerbell steals Peter Pan and away they go. Like, she, talk about head trauma. Yeah. This gives him a concussion. That is a, that is 
that is they say if you're seeing stars that's a good sign you have had a concussion what if you so... see a firefly from hell <laughs> yep that's definitely a point on our head trauma counter although i have to say there's multiple times in this movie where i find myself siding with the parents and then also realizing that Tink is kind of a horrible little creature. Because, yeah, she brings Peter Pan back to Neverland. But why in the ever-loving world does she deposit him in, like, ground zero of pirates? Yeah, oops. Without telling him. Good question. Can I say that as a kid, there were so many little things in this movie that as a kid, I was like, oh, man, I would love to live there. Like, even the pirate town. I was like, that looks so fun and exciting. And there's prostitutes there. I would love prostitutes. <laughs> I didn't like them because they didn't know how to match their foundation yeah. and blend their um, highlight and contour. Can we just also point out that there, there are, are prostitutes, prostitutes in a, a child's movie? Right. Yeah. But also, too, The Lost Hence Boys. That's why I thought it was a Disney movie. Right? <laughs> Most Disney movies at that time had prostitutes in them. Or racist. <laughs> or racism. But... Also, too, like the Lost Boys town I loved know. it. Captain Hood's, like, are you going to say his little pool? That's yeah. But I wanted that, too. I wanted to live there because I wanted the food. Oh, yeah. The food Lost looked Boy. so good. The, you know, the one, this food that was made out of Play-Doh. No, I think it was fun, sweet love. I, I do have know. to say the haunch of meat that Smee had that he was going to town on, <laughs> I was kind of salivating at that scene. I know, I'm hungry. What do you say before we journey further into Neverland? We go ahead and take a quick break. I think so. All right, so let's hear from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, Will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you did you just make a Will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? All right, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it. What? But, oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. So those are our friends over at Pod Nation. Bring on the weird. So make sure to check them out wherever you get their podcasts. They are absolute fun and a great treasure on the Twitterverse. They're hilarious. So check them out today. Well, I guess the convenience of Tink dropping Peter Pan in the Ground Zero Pirates is that we finally get to see Captain Hook. Mm -hmm. And Captain Hook always reminded me of Alice Cooper. I wonder, I would love to know. I'm, I'm... I was going to say he reminded me of my grandpa because Dustin Hoffman as an actor, for some reason, he always reminded me of my grandpa. But I just feel like the way like his eyebrows, which those are eyebrows on fleek, yeah. um, but his eyebrows kind of look like Alice Cooper's makeup and the way he carried himself. And I swear Alice Cooper's worn those shirts before. <laughs> it should be. I bet if you do a compare and contrast picture, if you put them together, 
they kind of do look like each other and even like his whole demeanor. Mm -hmm. But I love that like Hook's kind of quibby Mm -hmm. and sarcastic, but then super insecure and also (laughs) suicidal, which is very questionable. What did we call him at one point? We said he's Captain Quip. Captain Quib. And then he's also just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Which, that's something that's hilarious. That's kind of skipping ahead a little bit. But a hilarious fact about that is, I guess, Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins were sitting in their dressing room one day and simultaneously just looked at each other and realized when they were looking at the scripts and they were like, oh my gosh, we're married queens. They realized that Smee and Captain Hook they were like, oh my gosh, like they're like a married couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're constantly fussing at each other. Right? And Captain Hook is definitely the, he's the queen of the relationship. And just like, oh, so dramatic. Right. Smee even points out, he's like, oh, don't get dramatic again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't try to kill yourself oh, again. Stop me, Smee. Although the other thing that terrified me as a child was the boo box. The boo box. Oh, and they put Glenn Close Pirate in the boo box and they start dropping. Like, what is her fate? She's dead. We watch them torture. Like, he's a torturous person. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, you're not Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. And then Smee comes in with the abso-flogging, flocking lootly. <laughs> right? That's Peter Pan. And then his solution is to pull out a checkbook. Yeah. But I felt so bad when, I mean, I guess if I was in a situation where I needed my father to save me and I couldn't comprehend at that young age that he was terrified of heights, which is very, like, fitting for me because my dad is afraid of heights. (laughs) But, like, when Peter Panning just, like, shuts down and he can't reach the kids, the kids could have, like... Yeah, rocked back and forth. back and forth. They're like shoved Maggie through the ropes or something. Right, help a dad out. I know, he's afraid of heights. But then, you know, they still almost kill him with the mermaids. Oh, yeah, when he falls in. And as we pointed out. Like, you could so tell they're in a pool. Like, you could see the edges and the reflection. Right. It's, it, I never noticed that until we, I feel like we simultaneously noticed that in this scene. Which, this is something that Steven Spielberg has said about this movie. He, he was given, it was like a budget of a couple million, like 40 million, 50 mm-hmm. million uh, dollars to make this movie. And he went way over budget. And also too, he was supposed to do it in like 70 some days, but then he ended up working on it for over 100 days. And when the final product was ready, he was actually kind of disappointed was in he? the special effects of this mm. movie, which I, watching it now, I can say that, yeah, the special effects aren't the best in this movie. Yeah. But it, certainly as a kid, like, I'd never noticed those things. No, and... I just remember thinking the mermaid's hair and makeup is really pretty underwater. Yeah. <laughs> this time, though, I. I made a note in regards to the mermaids. I was like, cool. So the mermaids are just blowing water into his lungs to keep him alive. That works. Because when they're giving him that CPR, if you're underwater blowing into somebody's lungs, the only thing you're going to be pushing into their lungs is CO2 and water. Not if you like have mermaid magic. Oh, mermaid magic. That's right. (laughs) I was going to say, if you like both simultaneously opened your mouth at the same time. So what you're saying is we should get rid of ventilators instead. Just have a mermaid chilling out in a little pool next to somebody and just have them occasionally give them a quick little kiss and they'll be good. That only works if you're underwater. Duh. Oh, so pools in every hospital room. Yes, exactly. So at this point, he rises from the sea and he ends up in the Lost Boys little town, which... I gotta say, Neverland is a weird place because it's got all the different terrain. Because you see a, like an overhead shot of 
pretty much all of Neverland in the mm-hmm. background. But then when he's deposited in the Lost Boys town, you see it's like winter in certain spots. It's fall in others. Spring and then summer. Right. It's It just reminded There's me of home. penguins. <laughs> I, I, I put a note that I said. It just reminded me of being in Ohio. Yeah, but like instead of every hour the temperature or the weather changes, you literally just turn the corner and you're different atmosphere and climate. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute. Tink like bargains with Captain Hook. This is why Tinkerbell is a horrid little creature. She bargains with Captain Hook about letting her whip Peter Pan into shape in order to get him to fight. Mm-hmm. And then she sees him go into the water and then she's just chilling in her like her little clock apartment wasn't she at all worried <laughs> apparently not she's like well, well i guess we, that backfired as we found out in the movie she got what she wanted out of him because when we looked into her little house later on she has his identification in there and his mastercard so that's really all she wanted him for she just she's needed, identity theft yeah <laughs> it's just a big scheme that she had going on so when Peter Pan arrives and Tinkerbell gives him, uh, oh, cool, you're here. You're not kind of dead. Response, she brings forth all the Lost Boys that come out of the woodwork. A fun fact about the Lost Boys is Steven Spielberg, of course, had to work with. How many children? A, a ton of, not only children, but it was pretty much all boys. Oh, he, that had to be a He's gone set. down to saying, yeah, he went down to say, like, that was a horrible mistake. And he actually, once... The, he did this movie it made him strongly consider like not having any more kids and just not having kids. yeah he was just like i don't like working with them anymore i'm just done and he did go on to work with other kids with his movies and i don't know if he went on to have any more kids at this point oh i thought it would be fun for like robin williams to be around all those kids right no 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 not robin williams steven spielberg uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. But, like, especially the one actor, Dante Bosco, as well as a couple of the other Lost Boys, I guess we're kind of like little punks on the, which, which kind of matches what their characters are like in the movie. Yeah. But they're... They're method actors. Yeah. Method head actors. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is when we're introduced to... Rufy! Oh! And this boy's career was changed forever because I'm sure everywhere he goes now, when people see him... He is greeted with that response. Right. Rufio! He's probably like, please kill me now. Although I do have to admit, like, the whole Lost Boys compound was very entertaining. Oh, yeah. I loved that as a kid. That is, like, the coolest playhouse ever with, like, wakeboarding and the skateboarding and then all the different sceneries. Although, when they shoot him... Oh, this! As a kid, I would lose it when they shot him in the crotch with the little paint arrow, <laughs> and his voice was all squeaky. Yeah, but the flowers were sniffing his crotch, so that was weird. Yeah, that was a little odd. Kind of like our dog. And of course, as that's all going on, and Peter Panning is just running around trying to escape them, all of a sudden there's skateboarders around there because you know it's the '90s now, kids. So skateboard, Tony Hawk, the Tony Hawk's a thing, and. There's the other great line when they're standing there and they're throwing that basketball at him saying, play. When I was a kid, if we picked up a ball, that's usually the first thing we did was we looked at the other person and said, play. And threw the ball right at each other's, at the other person's face. No, I don't think we threw, I think if we did that, it usually turned into fight. (laughs) Fight. So when Rufio draws that line in the sand, it's Mm -hmm. that little lost boy that's like playing with peter pan's face because they all when they all go to the other side like that's not peter pan he's playing with his face and he goes oh there you are peter i'm like oh my heart so sweet 
But, but can we just talk about the fact that Captain Hook was threatening to commit suicide in this movie? Yeah, it's a kid's film. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> Don't try to stop me, Smee. Stop Don't me. try to stop me. Stop me, Smee. Oh my god, that was a, that was a little much. I mean, like, I don't think I registered as a child, but looking back, I was like, "Ooh, we are using suicide as a joke." And yet, also when he's pulled out from attempting suicide, suicide. <laughs> that's when Smee gets that big plan to turn things on Peter Pan and get his kids to love Hook. And that's when he says the line, "I just had an apostrophe," and Hook says, "I think you mean an epiphany." <laughs> Lightning has struck my brain. That must have hurt. That is like such classic dialogue. Mm -hmm. Although I have a business plan for us. Hmm. We are going to start selling the Lost Boy workout program. Because they whipped Peter Pan's butt into shape in three days. He went from an overweight, chubby investment man investment lawyer to look at me i have better hair better skin less hair and i fit in tights you know what speaking of those tights how about we hear from our resident model stefan take it away stefan mm. oh thank you for once again allowing me inside your beautiful beautiful studio how are you doing today, E? I'm just confused that you think this is a studio. <laughs> but hello everyone, it is I, Stefan, the model. And I'm here to talk today about the beautiful, beautiful body that is Robin Williams. When you think of sexy model, you think of hairy little man known as Robin Williams in those nice green tights. I think the only thing that would have made it more modern is if they left a little bit of his woolly hair coming out there. Leafy, leafy. I have to disagree with you. What? I have to disagree with you. I, I don't understand. I, well, I'm disagreeing with you. He needed to be shaved for this role. Disagree. Have you ever... No one's ever disagreed well, with Well, I me. am. So deal with it. I, I don't understand. This is so not model. Uh, well, I think it's very model. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess that's all I have for you today. That's your... Are you going to hear me out? Okay, let's hear have it. Have you ever tried to put tights on something hairy? You don't get that smooth line. Oh. Uh, try every day of my life. Anyway, that is your fashion tip of the day from Stefan the model. I will see you all. Very biased tip. All right, listen here. <laughs> Who is the fashion... Oh, you know what? I don't want to hear any more from you. You are so not model. All right, that is all I have for today. Toodaloo. <laughs> so, Stefan just was barging out of here. What did yeah. you say to him? I just made a point. The little boy couldn't handle it. Hey, how are we going to get fashion tips if... I was just making a point. You need to be open to criticism. And I wasn't even... You criticized I him? I disagreed with him. Robin Williams needed to be shaved for this movie. What? Yes. You don't say that to a fashion guru gonna, like I'm Stefan. Not, no, I'm not going to coddle his little fragile model ego. He can grow a set and nut up. All right. But seriously, have you ever tried to put tights on something hairy? It gets bunchy. You know what? I haven't, but Stefan might have, so because you know we're two different people. Well, we are putting tights on when we're done with this, and by we, I mean you. Okay. <laughs> Although another point when I sided with the adults is when Captain Hook gave 
he's trying to get Maggie and Jack on his side and they're like doing the lecture. Oh, yeah, the, I want a potty. I want Which, a potty. I want a say, pony. I want... Does he say potty or party there? Or pony. Or pony, yeah. I think it was party. But he was like, your parents stayed up just to watch the sun rise and you, they were so much happier before you were there. And da, 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 like going on about how kids are kind Be of careful what you say, because someday our child might find this on the <laughs> Internet and listen and be like, oh, but it was just like <laughs> one of those moments where kids. I mean, Jack is a little <laughs> and he was very demand, not demanding, just defiant. Agreed. But it's like part of me was like, yeah, kids are really ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to admit as a child, you don't see and understand and comprehend everything your parent does for you mm-hmm. until you get older. And you're like, wow. Right. Kids are all me, me, me now, now, now. Right. So and Jack gets sucked into it. Maggie's just like, F- you, man. This is where she says to Captain Hook, you're a bad man. Like at the end of the movie when she also says her line, you need a mommy very, very badly. I mean, so true. Where is his mother? So then we swing back to Peter and he's had a long day of his workout regimen with the Lost Boys and has lost 50 pounds in the time. Yeah, I don't know if we can promote... We could say it's like also a nutrition plan because well, there's no food. Right. <laughs> when it comes to losing weight, if you eat never food, For three you days. might lose weight, but you might also die. But when he finally gets the food, it's after the whole insult battle between it's like a roast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but some of Robin Williams lines in that scene are like, you're a prison barber, <laughs> substitute chemistry teacher. What's a paramecium? That's a paramecium. <laughs> And then they have that feast before them. And then you see like people are eating things. And the one boy who's a big boy, did you notice? Oh, by the way, we even mentioned that the music for this movie is once again done by the wonderful John Williams. Mm. So he makes another appearance in one of our films, which he will make more appearances in more of our films. I guarantee that. But do you notice his little like poke at bigger people? Suddenly when it showed the big kid, it was suddenly tuba, tuba, tuba. Oh, that's rude. Right? But then as they are eating, there's suddenly a fight that breaks out and you see all the kids like get all excited. And did you notice the one boy, his name is Don't Ask because he didn't have a name. And I guess he ran up to Steven Spielberg one day and was like, what's my character's name? And he, Steven Spielberg was just so done with the kids and he just said, don't ask and walked away. So during that scene, one of the boys said the name, said, hey, don't ask. And from that point on, that was his character's name. No. Yeah, isn't that kind of funny? God, I feel like Spielberg was in his trailer writing something and somebody comes in and be like, what are you writing, Mr. Spielberg? An alternate ending <laughs> where Hook wins and all the kids die. <laughs> okay. How could I have the pirates kill all the kids but Peter Pan still wins? <laughs> no pans going down too. Oh, all the props are and real Tinkerbell <laughs> goes down. <laughs> there is somewhere i'm making fan fiction somewhere in the universe spielberg has this alternate ending where they all die <laughs> and hook wins except for robin oh but you know what part made my like oh and it's still to it made your oh oh it's it made my oh oh and it always has 
When Pan finds Mr. Teddy. Oh, in the tree there. Yeah, he finds his teddy bear. Cause you think about it, you we all have loveies. Mm-hmm. You all, we everybody. I mean, if you didn't grow up with a stuffed animal, which is what we called loveies, like I had a blankie. I actually rotated through some loveies for a while there. I never had like one set one. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, like unless you're a heartless, heartless stone monster, be honest, you all still have loveys somewhere it's in a box it's in the back of a closet it's in the attic but those days when you like find it and <laughs> and it's like you found your parent you're just like oh, my lost my lost. childhood <laughs> my innocence but when he finds it i don't know what's sweeter that or when the boy who they played the two before when he's telling peter about his, his happy mother. thought yeah and he says you know what my happy thought is my mother i know if you think about it they really do make dads look like in this movie yeah <laughs> like peter was a bad dad everybody remembers their mothers <laughs> nobody gives a crap about dads but speaking of somebody that also doesn't have a crap given about them tinkerbell's down in that little fort that i'm there and i was wondering like, why is she hanging out down there in that little ball gown that she has on? She's Miss Steal Your Man. Yeah, she's just trying to she's be a little homewrecker. She's a homewrecker. Which is creepy because did she have a crush on Peter Pan as a child? Mm. Ew. <laughs> I mean, the whole dynamic between Pan and Wendy, I don't think it's ever implied that it was romantic. Mm-hmm. But then he falls in love with Wendy's granddaughter. Yeah, which... When That's they're doing the flashback dynamic. and he goes in there, he like he flew into the nursery as he has done many times to go check in on Wendy. And that time when he went in, it was Maggie was Wendy. So Wendy had turned old. Yeah. And he point she pointed out like that's my granddaughter over there and that's when peter pan turned around and he was like my little peter just feels like some fairy dust fell on it <laughs> it it's- has some happy thoughts <laughs> see how it rises because <laughs> he wants to give her a kiss and not the little thimble kiss like that's also like from the yeah in the book and yeah anyway but he doesn't want to give her that kiss he wants to give her a real kiss that's like he hashtag me to her yeah because she's sound asleep she has no way to verbally consent to that come on peter although the one thing that always stood out to me in this movie was the run home jack run home jack oh the baseball game yeah when they play the baseball game and that broke my heart too when for some reason they think stealing captain hook's hook was gonna help i mean that's like bring the rooster yeah bring the bring the rooster out and then it's like he's watching the game and he's like, my boy, my Jack. So it's like, I guess that's the unconditional love of parents. Which as you pointed out as we were watching it when he said, my Jack, and he, you said, he is Jack. He did play Jack mm-hmm. in the movie Jack, which is also heart-wrenching. Oh, also in the flashback. Yeah. Really quick. Can we talk about the dangers of pramps? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have brakes on them. So that was when Peter was starting to remember things from his childhood. And he was describing as he was a baby, he was like, I wanted to run away from home. And I was like, but you were a baby. Like, did you get the pram to roll away? What if Tinkerbell, ew. Hmm. Well, she was there and she took him. Well, he wanted to go with her because remember, he just, (laughs) I like to think he was like, grab my teddy. And I'm like, I'm out of this. Well, he, those poor parents. The, their baby's gone yeah but then they just had another baby they replaced him 
<laughs> but can you imagine, like, if Tinkerbell's like, hmm, yes, I'm gonna wanna f- that baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end, she takes him as an infant, mm-hmm. and then she knows him as, like, an adolescent, and then she tries to get with him as an adult. I mean, does anyone go with the intention of, I'm gonna f*** that baby, <laughs> or is it more of, like, it just kind of turns into that? I think Tinkerbell is disgusting. I'm all for Hook. Spielberg, release the uncut, edited version. You know, the one point in this movie that I have to side with Tink, though, is when she turns into a normal-sized person and she, like, busts open her house. Mm-hmm. Peter's first response is to look at her and say, you're humongous. You never say that to a woman, Peter. <laughs> Even if you're thinking it, never say it to her out loud. That's danger zone that territory dangerous. right there. This is when his training is complete. He's learned how to fight. He's learned how to fly. And, and he's, he's learned, learned how, how to, to crow. crow. Robin Williams does a very excellent crow. I feel like he's such a good actor, but as soon as they're like, all right, you are no longer Peter Banning, you are Peter Pan, he's like, gloves off, let's roll. <laughs> this is my terrain. I've been waiting for this. I know how to act like a madman what? child. Because <laughs> the scene when, like, before, well, like, Tink's memorizing his credit card, but when he, like, just kind of, like, puts his head down and he has his eyes, I'm like, oh. It's Robin. That's the Robin we know and love. Although I do feel like the Lost Boys going into battle. Oh my gosh, their armor and their weapons. They just weapons. like walked into stuff. Yeah, that was goals as a little boy. I was just like, those are the coolest super soakers in the world. <laughs> Please tell me you tried to hang your clothes up and just walk through. All the it's time. Not working. What do you think laundry lines look like to me? I was like, I gotta go for this. And then it ended with my mom yelling at me. <laughs> right? But yeah, that whole fight scene. I mean, they do have some slashes and some stabs in there. But overall, it was like, I don't know, the pirates are, it's that weird concept where you're like, okay, you have grown men <laughs> fighting children. With the grown men have, have actual weapon. weapons. But didn't you notice when they like made a truce, all of the Lost Boys had swords? Yeah, because I think it was like the Lost Boys were like, you know what would make us really a threat if we we actually had because they had what they had the the chicken gun yeah the egg shooter they had paint shooting they had the marble shooter they yeah because they went to the the home alone school of fighting or is more like the home kevin McAllister. he went to the hook uh the lost boy department (gasps) maybe kevin McAllister is a lost boy (gasps) Who, who directed home alone Christopher Columbus. No, he, 1492, he sailed the ocean. Be like, come on, Kay. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, but before the fight, I do want to say really quick, when Captain Hook is about to induct Jack into the pirate ranks, but he has to give him that earring. When he says the line, this is really going to hurt, I really focused on his hook at that point. I was like, that is a blunt, blunt hook. Yeah, but he made that huge scratch on the wall, so... Well, you could do that with a blunt metal object, but something tells me when he says it's really going to hurt, he really means it with that hook, because that's really going to hurt. Also, no <laughs> Captain Hook is a queen. He dressed his son just like him. <laughs> what do Captain Hook and Elton John have in common? Costumes. Costumes. <laughs> But didn't you say that um, Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams had a lot of fun on set together? Oh, yeah. like And this is kind of apparent because they were doing quip for quip during this scene. And I, I didn't really find anywhere. I was trying to find out if anything was improvised yeah. with their lines. 
but they were having a lot of fun on scene messing with each other. And one of the famous times was when Dustin Hoffman did this one scene and he was really upset of how it went. He was just like, can we just reshoot it? And just, I, I was off. Can we just re- redo it? Mm-hmm. And when they were getting all set up, Robin Williams looked at him and said, try acting. <laughs> oh my goodness. What an insult. Robin Williams was probably such a joy to work on this set with because there was also another time one of the Lost Boys was trying to say a line and apparently you could see it is what I saw, but I didn't catch which scene it was. It, yeah, I don't know where it's at. But he was mouthing the words to the Aww. boy because he wasn't able to get the lines. But he was helping the kid out. And you could just tell, like, the scenes where he was with the boys he and he was fun. Peter Pan especially. He was having a lot of fun with them. But speaking of the Lost Boys, how traumatic was it watching Rufio die? Oh, that was so hard. Oh. He, when he dies, I, like... I made a point to point out that this is this is kind of heavy for a kids movie. Yeah, because he stabs a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which again, sometimes, way to go, Hook. Sometimes I'm like, well, <laughs> you feel like a bigger man. I mean, how many children? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, <laughs> I didn't realize where you were going with that. Well, <laughs> any teacher out there, it's like, <laughs> well. I mean, I had the pencil in my hand. And thought, I mean, just... if I had a student walk in with that haircut. Have Keeps to... crowing. I don't know what happened. You know what we haven't talked about was bangerang. <gasps> bangerang. The whole phrase bangerang is actually a Jamaican slang word meaning disruptive, chaotic, disorderly. But bangerang that is such a word that I hear people yell that out today, and I feel like that's the difference between people that really like this movie and people that don't is like somebody might know the phrase bangerang but if you yell out bangerang somewhere and people go yell bangerang, bangerang back or it's you're like, yeah you know you're like you liked hook as a kid i always quote the line i believe in you peter yeah it's actually i believe in you peter pan but i'll say it they're like i believe in you peter and they're like my name's not peter i was like watch the movie okay where did all those kids come from yeah, there was so many more Lost Boys. I know. And especially like as they were swinging in during the one scene where they were, there was some sort of pan up shot. You just see there's like just lines and lines of Lost Boys just swinging on in and it just never seems to stop. No, I was saying like in the in the cabin with Maggie, there's more kids. Oh, yeah. And you know what? They weren't dressed as Lost Boys. So me thinks they were kidnapping those, <laughs> those little children from London town. Did you notice, too, the one little kid was just standing there? He just had a knife. I'm ready. <laughs> it's been 20 long years. <laughs> you want to take me I'm alive? actually a 40-year-old man in a little boy's what body. If, what if Captain Hook was just trying to find Peter Pan the whole time? And was like, not his kids. Not his kids. Nope. He wasn't very far into his search. He only had like 10 kids. But yeah, I think you're on to something there. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, as the fight is going on... The head trauma counter is just like dinging off here because these pirates, they keep getting whacked in the head time and time whacked again. Whacked in the nuts. Yeah. There's a lot of comical hitting. And the one uh, tuba boy, when he does the whole... <laughs> His legs come up. Yeah. That disturbed me as a child. I was like, no. That is a flexible child. That is a flexible child. I made a note about how that is a movie prop that I would like to get my hands on and hold in a glass case. The bald, bald up lost boy. <laughs> I've been he's rolling $4,000 for this. <laughs> for balled up Lost Boy. <laughs> I would be so proud of that. I hope that actor has his... <laughs> balled up four. <laughs> Just roll it down the wall. 
Are you ready for school? Yep. No. Picture that yoga ball in a studio. <laughs> Ew, I don't want to sit on a lost boy. That's not okay. Thud butt. That's the boy's name. <laughs> thud butt. That's why it said that on the cheese. Did you notice that? It said thud butt? Yeah, it said thud butt on the cheese, like right in front of his face. Oh, I was wondering why it said that on the cheese. Please say that was one of your trivia questions. No, it wasn't because I didn't get a chance to read it. Oh. But I knew there was a name and a face on it. So he must be like the best lost boy because he has his own cheese. That's what I would imagine. I want my name in cheese. And I want to <laughs> take home the prop of myself. Done. But of course... Did he also get to bring home his legs? <laughs> oh my gosh. But then of course, you know, we're coming to the climax, which is Captain Hook versus Peter Pan. Yeah, Pan the Avenger is back. Which they do make a comment that it's like, um, to die would be a great adventure. And I was like, Ooh. are we still circling around the suicide? Because mm -hmm. it's still a little bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love the line when... He said something about, you were much bigger? Yeah. I remember you being a lot bigger. Well, to a 10-year-old, I'm huge. <laughs> and I kidnap them often, so I know. <laughs> but that's when the line, I believe in you, Peter Pan, comes in. Yeah. Heartstring tucked. <sighs> but that's a pretty intense sword fight. Yeah, that is a pretty good sword mm -hmm. fight. And it ends with Peter Pan gets the upper hand on hook he actually gets it twice and at one point he gives him back his sword, sword to continue the fight bad form that scene when he scrapes and cuts which is also kind of like there's blood in that no it's a kid's film but the second time he gets him on the ropes that peter pan gets hook on the ropes and he flings off his hair and you see that he's a decrepit yeah. old man with a bad haircut who's stealing children and he begs peter pan to at least let him die with dignity uh, did he put his hair back on? Yeah, I love, I kind of love that relationship of like, you already took my hand. Could you, um, could you uh, at least put that? Thank you. But then he crotch shots the croc. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could have said that again. Well, if I before tried. that, he launches out that dagger that he had hidden and he turns on Peter and Peter wasn't ready. And luckily, Tink comes in and saves Peter with her little tiny dagger. Peter takes his hook and slams it into the croc, which is crotch. the croc's crotch. <laughs> and of course, the croc wakes from the dead and well, is like, I would, wake up. <laughs> I would wake up too. Which that's been like, I was reading online, that's the biggest mystery. So was the croc not dead? Did they wake him up? And then he doesn't close his jaws around captain hook when it falls on him i like i like to just the only thing i was thinking about it was what was he saying when he looked down at hook what the f man <laughs> gobble that clock tower as a kid i always thought that was so cool and kind of scary with the big clock tower but watching this now i was like man this was probably another moment where it's like glad it was a practical effect i'm a huge fan of practical yeah. effects but i was like that wasn't a great practical effect because yeah you didn't get the sense of like is it alive? Like when yeah. he goes in it, how did it eat Was him? Was it a crush injury? Right. But that is the moment. Hook is gone. He got swallowed up and it's he will like never darken that... Peter's door again. It's kind of like when the house falls on the witch and she just like dissolves. Mm -hmm. Maybe Hook and the Wicked Witch have like the same principles that if you put something on them. I mean, getting crushed by a house. 
that makes sense. But maybe it's like the same biochemistry makeup of bad guys and fantastical other realms that if mm. something falls on them, they dissolve. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Big, big picture Hollywood theme. <laughs> How to fix a problem? Just drop something. We on don't it. want a dead body. Although, what happened to Rufio's body? Oh, good question. I mean, are they take? Everybody's like, Tink's got something going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just gonna let it rot can i also make mention we didn't mention rufio's golden line of looky looky i got a hooky oh yeah i forgot about that anyway anyway so hook is gone the hooky's gone and the lost boys are all celebrating with peter pan but then they realize they all turn to the kids and they're like oh yeah this problem these fuddy-duddies pan has to go back to the real world with his kids i guess and he can't (sighs) stay here with us anymore and this is when Thud butt gets to be in charge. Well, the you know what I hear? This is the cutest part okay. about this. Okay, so he has that big speech with him after he sends his kids off and he explains to the kids, you'll always be my lost boys and I love you forever. And he points out now that Rufio's gone. Somebody else has to be in charge. The only people that knew who was going to be selected to be in charge was Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg. <gasps> None of the kids knew no! who they were going to pick. And that's why all the kids look super excited. And as he slows down the sword in front of each kid, they like look really excited and look up at him like, is it me? And when he stops at Thudbutt, that look on his face is total genuine surprise and excitement. Isn't that so sweet? Heartstring talk. Yep. And he becomes the new Pan. But that's when Peter Pan flies away from Neverland possibly for the last time. And that one little boy says that that was a really fun game. I like that line, but then Peter Pan Fun said, game, Rufio died. Maybe I should take back what I just said. <laughs> that was a fun game. You know, when our favorite buddy over there our got leader stabbed. Died. <laughs> but this was followed by what I think was kind of a lame line. As Peter's flying through the clouds, you hear him say, Thank you for believing in me. Which reminds me oh boy. of what this movie could have been. So oh I no. guess when they had the idea of this movie, I think even before Steven Spielberg came into the picture, was this movie was supposed to be a Michael Jackson project. <gasps> ew, ew, ew. Which this was in no. the days of his Neverland fascination. Oh, so This would have been so bad. The, no. the reason why that line made me think of that is i could just i was like oh that's a lame line but i could so picture michael jackson flying through the clouds saying thank you for believing in me but i guess they were actually gonna have him like make a soundtrack for the movie do all these things but when they stepped away from the project and decided to restart it at that time they were like ah let's let's not make a michael jackson movie during all of no no that came later but yeah, oh. picture if it was. Ooh. Wouldn't it have been an endearing movie if all that stuff no, was No, that would have been like, burn all the copies. Yeah. <laughs> burn them all. So we go back to the real world. How come Maggie and Jack end up back in their beds, but Peter ends up outside? It's Tink once again playing her fun little tricks on him. Because, oh yeah, that's why. Because she wanted one more moment with him to point out that like, you could always... Come with me, you know, like we could have some. Take a hint, you <laughs> two inch. B- what did I say? He's just not that into you. Yeah. 
That's right. There's a note. I said, Tink, he's just not that into you. I know. Take a hint. Take the home wrecker. She is. So Peter Panning is back in the real world, but he still kind of remembers all his Peter Pan ideas. And he wakes up to find Smee standing there. But He finds Nana Nine first. Yeah, Nana Nine. And he's all excited to see her. And yeah, he sees who he thinks Smee. And he's kind of confused, but it's not Smee. It's like just... A garbage man who's like, oh, having trouble I, with the missus. I think it was Smee, though. Because oh. Smee was stealing all, like, when, when the hit the fan, he bounced. That's right. He was stealing all the jewels. Mm-hmm. So I think that's Smee. What about his love for Hook? Hook's gone. Was it not enough? No. Oh. He's a shysty little <laughs> He married up. <laughs> so when his up went down, he took off. <laughs> Starter wife. <laughs> <laughs> so... Peter Panning ends up climbing back up to the balcony and it's kind of a reference to him showing up on Wendy's balcony and he's knocking on the window and then Jack comes to the window and he shows us that he has learned nothing because the little (laughs) hole is like, sorry, do you have an appointment? I know, he's a little child. Which Robin came through and was like, what did I tell you about windows? At that point, you should have backhanded him. Stop mouthing off. I just killed somebody <laughs> for you. Go back to his old ways. And that's the end of the movie. Lesson the not learned. Da, 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 da. But no, he he's all excited. And they're like, oh, yay. Always leave the window open. And Toodles comes up and he hands Toodles. His marbles. His marbles. Oh, Toodles all excited. And they're like, oh, I have a happy thought. And I have a happy thought. And then Toodles is like, yeah, me too. And he sprinkles fairy dust on himself. And he starts flying around the room and everyone's so excited. And then he just <laughs> bounces. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he, I mean, he, he seems developmentally that he has some issues. Like cognitively, although he really did just lose his marbles, like the actual like physical marbles, which mm-hmm. is understandable. But part of me also was like, is anybody concerned about Toodles? <laughs> Flying away right now. Put out the silver alert. Silver we alert. We lost Toodles. Man, late 80s. Last with marbles. Scene with marbles. Flying last around Big Ben. Heading towards that second star to the right. You know the one. But that's the end of our film. That's the end of Hook. Yeah. But the big thing I was kind of alluding to the whole time, so another fact, this might pull out some tears out of you, is Steven Spielberg, when all was said and done, he was kind of disappointed in this movie. Mm. This was a movie that kind of went on as one of his most disappointed projects. Well, it's also interestingly, like I loved the movie growing up and I still love the movie. Right, me too. But there's a lot of like it it's not like a high-rated movie. Yeah, it is critically it's not a very high-rated movie and I feel like it's one of those movies that there's there's a lot of people who are just like this movie's so dumb, I don't get why people love it. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a cult following of folks, especially people that were kids in the 90s, mm-hmm. I'm sure in the 80s that saw this that will say like, "Oh, I have such good memories of this movie." And the sad fact, are you ready? I don't know. Steven Spielberg says he loves this movie to this day because after he heard the news that Robin Williams had passed away, he and his house sat down and watched Hook, and he cried through the whole entire thing and weeped. Oh. And now he watches the movie to remember his old friend Robin, oh. and he loves it for that. And he says he oh. cherishes that he made this project with him. And for being 
originally something that he was so disappointed in, he now treasures it probably more than any of his other films. string broken. Yes. Oh (laughs) my God. On that note. On that note, let me crush your soul more as we continue into our other segments, including our fight. Shall we go? (laughs) Yeah. All right, before we head into our next segments, Let's go ahead over our posts from our last episode covering the movie The Big Lebowski. Okay, E, so. Yeah. Let's pull up our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter. So our first question was, what is your favorite scene from The Big Lebowski? Ooh. On Twitter, I understand that reference. Pod Nation friend said, okay, I'm going to wade in here and bring down the potential anger of all. This film is overrated. Oh. <gasps> Cap, how could you? He said, see, I want to make it clear that I don't dislike it. I just don't hold it as high in regard as everyone else seems to. But there are great moments in it. Great performance from John Goodman, too. Okay, you saved yourself there. I I feel like a lot of people say that. We have our review question a little bit later, but I feel like that's a popular theme with that Mm. movie. As well as Hook. As well as Hook. Uh, Coffin Cast also said... Any of John Goodman's scenes, and particularly had the scene where he's holding the gun saying, am I the only one around here that gives a <laughs> about the rules? <laughs> uh, oh, John Goodman is flawless. Mm-hmm. I just want a hug. The next question is, who is your favorite bowler from The Big Lebowski? On Instagram, we had Ashley B4I42 said B Walter. Showtone Angels said A, the dude. And the Greyhawk 23 said it's a bowling question. So it's either Quintina, that creep can roll, man, or Donnie, market dude, I'm throwing rocks tonight. You could also throw Liam in the mix. Me and Liam, we gonna f*** you up. (laughs) I forgot about Liam. On Facebook, Michael said, I mean, I love the dude naturally, but you just can't compete with the style and beauty of the Jesus. On Twitter, our poll came back with the winner with 42%. Do you want to guess who it was? Walter. No, it was Donnie. Donnie. And then after Donnie, it was the dude with 26%. Then it was a tie between Walter and Jesus for 16%. The dude never bowls. (laughs) That's a good point. TV's Travis said in regards to that said, in terms of bowlers, it has to be Donnie, right? He was throwing rocks. (laughs) Accurate. Our next question was, what do you think of The Big Lebowski? On Twitter, our poll came back with the results. 50% of people said they loved it. No one said they hated it. I think that's a first. Mm. 31% though said it's okay. And then 19% said never seen it. Mm. Friends and Flares, our Pod Nation friends, said this movie is like the definition of a cult classic. Everyone that watches it loves it. There's a bunch of quotable lines that have entered into mainstream. The dude abides. The rug really tied the room together. And you're out of your element, Donnie. (laughs) I love that line. They also sent me a little picture that they have Beer Olympics. And they had a Big Lebowski t-shirt. And on it, their team was labeled the Big Lebowski. Oh, oh honey. Mm-hmm. They also said, also, every time we walk past the ferrets in Petco, I turn to my wife and say, nice marmot. <laughs> Time Shifter Podcast also said, it's been too long since I verified watch this one. Only saw it the one time. Remember liking it, but don't remember how much. Also, Trev Allen placed a 
review mm-hmm. said the big lebowski is the coen brothers biggest success with pop culture dubbed a cult classic that's loaded with dark humor the film for me falls short of said title my biggest issue with the film is tries too hard at being strange and then he went on saying with his podcast the struggling artist podcast he said as well as falling into typical coen brothers tropes treasure hunt i recommend miller's crossing or raising arizona for better films but certainly use the big lebowski as a gateway Mm. that's a good point our next question was what is your favorite line from the big lebowski on twitter friends and flares said let me explain something to you um i'm not really i'm not mr lebowski you're mr lebowski i'm the dude so that's what you call me you know that uh (laughs) oh my gosh you must have quoted this exactly that or uh, his dudeness or uh, Duder or El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sigma Nuggets <laughs> said, We believe in nothing, Lebowski. Nothing. And tomorrow we come back and cut off your Johnson. Hot dog bod. Two guys on Friday podcast said something like, Donnie, you just wander into a conversation like a lost child. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Bad Dad Films Review said he treats objects like women, man. Formula Wang said, I can get you a toe with nail polish. The Grot said, I'm doing my dance, Quintet. You know, my cycle at Crane Jackson's Fountain Street Theater. And I'd really like if you came and gave me notes. (laughs) That was such a bizarre scene. Oh, that one was just like, why is that there? (laughs) And then Trev Allen came back to say, for not liking the movie, it is exceptionally quotable. He peed on your rug. (laughs) And our last question, what is your favorite Coen Brothers film? On Instagram, Emery Larry said, the next one. Ooh. Wait, is there another one coming out? I don't know. Oh. So wait, are you saying all their movies are Oh, maybe. I was thinking like, ooh, they were excited to see the next one. And Adeniu, I hope I'm saying that right, said, oh, brother. Oh, brother, where art thou? And on Facebook, Anna would agree with you, said, Oh, brother, where art thou? One of my faves. And on Twitter, Friends and Flares said, No Country for Old Men is a fantastic mm. movie that is probably my favorite. I understood that reference said Fargo, I suppose. And Drunk Dish Podcast agreed with them, said probably Fargo. Nice. So yeah, that was all of our questions. So make sure to join us this week for our questions on Hook. We will have some controversial responses, I'm sure, with the review section, wouldn't you say? I think so. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. If you Can't don't like wait. this movie, I don't like you anymore. Speaking of controversy, are you ready to fight? Yes. Let's get it on! All right, let's get it on in our segment. Did you just I... square up to me? Yes. <laughs> our segment, <laughs> I Hate It When They Fight. tired of losing well let's go over the response of last week's fight e so our question was they call it a classic crime comedy but what genre does the big lebowski really fall in oh yeah all right so let's go over to instagram no there was only one person who chimed in but they chimed in so perfectly so the winner on instagram was thanks to js henley who said it's obviously not a golf movie. What the hell does that mean? That means that's a point for Yui. <gasps> oh, I feel like an old white man watching the primary elections. 
right. I want a state. Let's go over to Facebook. Okay. Whew. With one hundred percent of the vote on Facebook, <gasps> the winner was the classic Who Done It. So once again, E won on Facebook. Yes. On Twitter, <laughs> our poll came back as such. No. Are you ready? No. This will tie in the winner. All right. So I said sports film. You said classic Who Done It. The winner with 83% of the vote. Oh dear god. Was E. Oh, <laughs> Put the fireworks sound back in. <laughs> that was a long time coming. Oh, victory. Oh my god. I so just, 83% I of you on Twitter said classic Who Done It. I want to thank God first <laughs> for finally giving me a break. For all of you who voted. There were some great responses on Twitter. The movie seller said, I call it a comedy personally. Friends and Flares, they had a nice response too. They said that the only movie I can compare it to is Field of Dreams. Baseball isn't the main focus of Kevin Costner's character, but it's just the background. But even still, baseball plays a huge part in the movie. So he was kind of saying like, it's a baseball movie maybe, but uh, I think they ended up signing with you in the end. Doesn't matter. 83% of the people vote. Oh my God. Yeah, they, they, they went with you. <laughs> Darn it. TV's Travis said, I really wouldn't classify it as either, but given the choice, which is the whole point people. So thank you, TV's Travis said, it's not sports film. Oh, dang it. Never mind. Don't thank you, TV's Travis. They <laughs> said, even if it inspired me to bowl every weekend in college, which that you should have sided with me if it no, inspired it's me. you. <laughs> stop. Stop, stop. Just just let me have this. Stop trying to find people who agreed with you. Billy Hunter also pointed out, definitely neither I, a clever comedy, I would say. Nobody cares unless you're agreeing with me. Dang it. So right. here's the belt back. <laughs> Here you go. So e, that yes. means E gets to choose the question that Woo. we have regarding Hook. And she also gets to decide who I know gets to okay. choose their answer first. All right. So I'm going to throw it out there mm -hmm. that Tinkerbell is a little <laughs> <laughs> She's the worse. Yeah. Okay. That's my stance. So you have to. What? Yep. Oh, no. Tinkerbell is the absolute worst character. She's the worst. Ew. Oh, you say she's the worst. So that she leaves is... me with the she's the best. Yes. She Do is... I just say she's the best or say she's not that bad? I want to bury you. <laughs> I'll be on both sides. All right. Who's going first? Then? You are. Oh, gosh. Wait, give me a second. Okay. I got my winning argument. All right. Ready? Yep. So Tinkerbell is vital to the whole Peter Pan story. So in Hook, Tinkerbell is the person that drives his inspiration to, number one, save his kids. Number two, become the Peter Pan that he always had inside him. So without Tinkerbell, there would be no movie. There would be no driving force. And without Tinkerbell, even there would be no flying. There would be no fairy dust. So we need Tinkerbell. She's the best. Okay. Ready? I believe in my argument. I believe in you. So I'm not arguing that Tinkerbell didn't serve a purpose. She's just the f***ing worst. 
Like her plot, her ideas, she doesn't follow through. Like, yes, she is the catalyst. Yes, she inspires him. But she's the worst at her job. She deposits him in ground zero of piratehood. She she for, lets him drown with the mermaids. She's Fun. trying to get in his pants. She doesn't want him to leave. She steals his credit cards and ID, identity theft. So it's not a question of whether or not she's valid. It's she's the worst. All right. So we're going to put two minutes on the clock mm-hmm. and we're going to fight it out. So let's get it on. It doesn't matter. She's just bad at her job. No, she's not bad at her job. She Her job is to apply fairy dust and let people fly. I feel like she does that pretty well. She gives multiple concussions. She nearly kills them multiple times. Most of the people that she gives concussions to are the pirates, the bad guys. But she's also trying to steal him away from his wife. But... She has ulterior motives. But, I mean... She has ulterior motives. You know what would happen in this movie if there wasn't a Tinkerbell? Hook would have stabbed Peter Pan in the crotch. And the, you know what? Peter Panning wouldn't have been able to go home to his wife. So maybe she's not a home wrecker after all. Maybe she she's a home him. saver. She kisses a married man. That's grounds for she's it out of her system. And maybe it, it was doesn't... like a we're just oh, friends kiss. no. You do not have the right to kiss somebody if they're in a relationship. We are, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's cool, but I'm saying it's cool. It's all right, right? Oh my God, we need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we'll do that outside of our argument. But she's- That'll be an argument for another day. She's moody. She's selfish. She nearly lets him drown. And she was like, oh, by the way, he's back. But does she let him drown? Does she let him drown? The mermaid saved him, no, not she does her. Not. Am I wrong? <laughs> the mermaid saved her, not Tinkerbell. She is the worst. Oh, yeah, she didn't let him drown. But anyway, she saved his life at the end of the movie. How? So she's not the worst. She blocked Hook from stabbing him, which gave him time to grab the hook and throw it into the crocodile's crotch. If it wasn't for her but doing she, that. But she, all of these things that she did. And if you think about if she never showed up, how would he have gotten to Neverland? He can't really take his car to Neverland. You can't drive a car well, Wendy, to the second start of the Wendy ride stand until morning. everything, she would have gotten him there. Why? Like on a, in a rocket ship? <laughs> Elon Musk, would, I gotta get to Neverland. <laughs> no, she would have helped him. It's not a matter of whether or not she was pivotal to the plot. It's that she was the worst. She's the she best. Was the worst. She, the she was the worst. You know, the more we argue, the better I feel. All right, so who's gonna get 10 seconds to rebot? I'll get 10 seconds. Okay, so. She is doesn't think things through. She's impulsive. She's rude. She's selfish. She's moving in on her man. And why do you think it's okay to kiss somebody who's in a relationship? <laughs> we have a serious should i take my five seconds to <laughs> try to dig marriage? out of that hole <laughs> we are gonna have to have a serious well, conversation you know what i gotta i gotta do what's right for my for my uh my happiness you know i gotta gotta save the podcast and save this argument okay screw my marriage <laughs> this is for the podcast i'm ready Tink is the best because I believe in fairies. Yay! (laughs) That's your argument? I figured if I clapped enough, it could save my argument. (laughs) Not saving your marriage. All right. Save my marriage. Save my marriage. Every time you say you don't believe in fairies, a marriage ends. (laughs) Oh, honey, that fairy has nothing to do with our marriage. You think it's okay to kiss somebody else. Was that a relationship? I'm just saying it's okay to kiss fairies. <laughs> That's 
That's a lot to unpack. Well, here's what we need you to do. We need you to read our question and answer it according to the directions that are given to you. Because this argument You needs, can do it. <laughs> this argument needs solved. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and help me win again. So you can find us at Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast and on Facebook and Instagram at What Should We Watch Podcast. So vote for me tomorrow. For me. For me. For me. All right, how about we go into some quizzing? All right, before we start our quiz in our segment, were you paying attention? Cue that music. Let's go over our response and our winner from last week's question. It was a true and false question. Okay. The question was... Did the people give us like a math equation? No. The question was, does the dude ever bowl in the Big Lebowski? Ooh. And the winner on Instagram was quite on the set, guys. Said negative. So you are correct, sir. Well done. And on Twitter, the winner with their response, only time he bowls is when he's leading Maud's hand in the dream sequence. So no was Mm. common geese. So well done. So make sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter and make sure to catch up with all their material. So let's go ahead and get to quizzing for this week's hook movie hook. All right. I'm going to nail this, by the way. All right. What was the name of Jack's baseball team? The team. I, I know. It was Blue Jays. Bonus. What was his number? Crap. <laughs> um, seven. Nope. Uh, 14. No. 16? Four. Oh. <laughs> Okay, sticking with the baseball theme. Okay. How many games did Peter promise to go to? Six games. Yeah. What fruit did Grandma Wendy have in the bowl? When you walk in, there's fruit in a bowl in the entryway. What fruit was in the bowl? Ooh. You should know by now that I watch the background like a hawk. Right? Because <laughs> you like to quiz me on what what was the producer on this movie also producing at the same time which is not how you play the game so i'm playing the game is that what i sound like yes it's also okay to kiss other people (laughs) what was the fruit in the bowl um it was pears no Mm. apples yes oh i i was like that was too obvious what what colors Yellow. No. It's Christmas time. Red. Green. Because it's Christmas time. Green is Smith. Red and green. Red and green. Oh, okay. Oh, God. I'm going to cut it together, so that's what I say. Where? No, you cannot edit yourself correct. Sure, I can. Where did fairies come from? When the first baby laughed, it split into a million pieces. For the... You know, it's not. That's not all of it. There's more. When the first baby laughed... For the first time, mm-hmm. it broke into a million pieces, no. a billion pieces, no, a thousand pieces, a thousand pieces, and they became the fairies. They went skipping around. They went skipping around. Yeah. What Jeez. is Hook's first name? James or Jim? Jim Hook. What did the pirates call Tinkerbell? Oh, it's Pixie something. Shoot, Pixie Demon. No. Ooh, I thought you would get this one. Pixie Hellion. 
That doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> Pixie devil. Ah. Uh. Okay, so when Smee's giving the hype speech, mm-hmm. he calls Captain Hook something. Sweetheart? No. <laughs> what does he say? I give you the... Oh, yeah. It's like something like Grandpa, Paw, but... No. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Steel-handed stingray. Ooh. Yeah. What were some of the signs when it was fly time? They oh. said think happy thoughts. What were some of the signs? That the Lost Boys had? Yeah. It was... Oh, shoot. Gum was one of them. Okay. Wait, how many do I have to say? Give me two. So gum... What was the one that was spelled really wrong? Birthdays. No, birthday was spelled correct, I feel like. But birthdays was one? Yeah, birthdays was one. What was the one that was spelled really weird? I can't remember. Horses. Oh. Horses. What fruit did Rufio throw at Peter to cut in the food fight? It was a coconut that didn't have a lime in it. (laughs) What is the brand of the pocket watch Peter gives Jack? I remember seeing it, and I thought to myself, I should remember that. It starts with an S. Yes. Is it Sterling? Mm-mm. Is it brand? No. Sterling I Cooper, Draper Price. Yeah. I wish I knew watch brands. It's not Rolex. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure. It was a Sheffield. Mm. What poster does Moira have behind her bed? Moira? Oh, when she's younger. What poster does she have behind the bed? The Beatles? Oh, yeah, it's the Beatles. It's from movie Hard Day's Night. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. What is the time on the croc clock? Wasn't it spinning around? Before. Right at, the end of the movie? at the end of the movie. What was the time? Before mm. he stabs him. Nine o'clock? No. Noon? No. 3.47. Yeah. No, it was 10.04. Okay. Jeez. At least when I like went back and found stills of it, it's 10.04. 10.04? Yes. Nice. Those are my questions I have for you. Oh, well, how'd I do? Um, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we'll get that right. <laughs> no, we won't. Okay, that completes another round of 10 movies that we've watched here bonus time if we're still married (laughs) but before we head on out we got to give our review for hook so do you want to go ahead and give them your review first i mean i like i do i do like the movie well i want to crow but i can't crow so i give it a crow (laughs) 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 a little lackluster but it's let me just put it this way this movie is worth Robin Williams getting shaved every two hours. <laughs> nice. And I'm going to say that this movie was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And now that I've rewatched it and everything, it's a lot of my feelings towards it goes back to my feelings yeah. that I had for it when I was little. And so I'm definitely in the group of folks that do enjoy this movie a lot. And if I had to... Do you want to crow too? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I just had to get that out. Boy, that's probably going to peak. <laughs> but anyway, if I had to put it in one phrase, I'd have to say that this movie is bangerang. Oh, wow, you stepped in that one. Yeah. So, E, should they watch this movie? Yeah. Yeah, from yeah. me too. So definitely yes from both of us. 
might not hear that from everybody, but you're at least going to hear from, from us. us. We support this movie. So once again, we want to thank you all for joining us mm-hmm. this week here. As a reminder, our next episode is going to be our bonus episode. So if you haven't already, make sure to join us on Twitter and Instagram to answer some of our questions. Read the question and answer accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if you do I know because I need to win. Well, there's no, there's no winning. Is there? Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, fun. If we're asking you for a poll, just yeah. pull. <laughs> just pull it. But you can find us on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast and on Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Or you can text us, email us, whatever you want to do. We'd love to hear from you. So make sure to join us for our fun episode that will entail everything that is from our Ghostbusters film mm-hmm. to Hook. So... If you haven't listened to those episodes, go ahead and catch up on them and listen, see what we thought about them, and you'll get a lot of our references in our bonus episode. All right, everyone, we're going to call it for this time, so make sure to stay bangerang and think happy thoughts, and we'll see you all next time. The second star on the right. Why'd you say that? Because you were saying stuff from the movie, too. I just wanted to be included. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) Don't cry. You're okay. I need my teddy. (laughs) You need your mother very, very very badly. badly. All right. We'll see you all next time. Love you all. Bye. So let's talk about me kissing people, okay? (laughs) What? (laughs) You deserve it. Bad form. (laughs)